Somebody make some noise for Jesus, though. I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible because I believe that uh, your guys' attention is very long. <laughs> I know mine is. All right. Today, the title of the sermon is Preparing for the Big Moment. How many of you guys uh, know the story of David and Goliath? Okay, so check this out. I'm going to throw a little twist on here because I know some of you parents and grandparents and, and just visitors in the house are going to say, no, they did not bring me to church and he's preaching on David and Goliath. I've learned this when I was two. I know what some of you are thinking right now. Will, could you have done a little more study? <laughs> Kids, we're going to take a different look at this story real quick. And I'm not going to so much focus on David and Goliath, but I do want to focus on, on this man, David. So David, we know he was a shepherd boy. He would always watch over the sheep, and the sheep were real stinky. They were real smelly, but God had already anointed David to be a king. And there's things in our life, there's times in our life where we need to understand that God has already ordained and called us into a position before we see it with our own eyes. That's called faith. Come on now. So there's things that God has called you to, young children, that you will see 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, that you'll say, wow, my parents said that I would be a prophet. My parents said that I would be a pastor. My parents said I would be a doctor. My parents said I was going to be a police officer. My parents said that I was going to graduate from the Texas Longhorns. My cousin plays for the Longhorns. He's on his way to the MLB. Today's baseball day. Come on. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 25 through 17. It says, now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? We're talking about Goliath. He keeps coming out, and, he, and, he, and he's going before the people, and he's calling them out, and he's speaking all these negative things. He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage, and, and, and he will be exempt from taxes in Israel. Come on now, we need some tax exemptions out here. Come on, Jesus. Pour it on down on California. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he will defy the armies of the living God? They responded to him, what had they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. Number one, I want us to remind, remind yourself again what you're fighting for. Remind yourself again and again what you're fighting for. Say, hey, what's on the line? What's on the line for me? What's on the line for my future? What's on the line for my children? What's on the line for my marriage? What's on the line for my finances? What's on the line for my home? See, when you know what the cause is, you will be willing to fight. Come on now, David said, is there not a cause? David heard what was on the line for the man who defeated Goliath, but he had to just ask one more time. 
He was standing right there, the Bible says, but he said, hey, what will be done? What's going to happen? What am I going to get? Right? How many of you guys have ever been in a position where someone said there's a prize for the winner? Anybody ever heard about a prize for the winner? What does that do to your heart? <laughs> what does that do to your mind? Come on, it, does it make you a little bit stronger? Right? It's like, what did you say I'm going to get? How many dollars? 20? Right? That, that's enough for 10% of my gas. Hey, listen, you might know the cause. You might know the reason for your fight. But number two, you have to realize that there's going to be people. There's going to be those that think you aren't fit for the fight. There's going to be those that look at you and say, you know what? No, that, that, that person's not, they're not old enough. They're not tall enough. They're not wise enough. They're not strong enough. I, I don't know. People are always going to cast judgment. But you have to know what you've been called to do. And I want you to know, number three, there will be wicked-hearted people that will call you wicked so that the attention is off of them. Oh, yeah, I'm giving you a lesson, children, because you're going to learn some things throughout your life. There's going to be people that will speak ill against you so they can get the attention off themselves. But God has called us as a generation to not only rise up and fight the battle, but to know what the reason we're fighting for. God has called us as children of God to know our position, to know our calling, to know what we're anointed for, to know our purpose. And as we know that, the words of others will not define us. The wicked hearts of others will not define us. I want to I tell you why I said this. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28, it says when Eliab, David's brother, David's oldest brother, heard of him speaking with the man, when he heard him asking what the prize was, he burned with anger at him and he asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those sheep with in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. But you know what God said about David? He said that David is a man after my own heart. See, other people will call you wicked while God calls you pleasing. There will be wicked-hearted people that will call you wicked so that the attention is off of them. You came down only to watch the battle. No, David said, I didn't come to watch the battle. I came to fight the battle. I didn't come to watch. I came to fight. But you have to understand there's going to be people with ill intentions that will come against you, that will speak ill of you, that they, they don't have uh, good intentions towards you or good thoughts towards you. But you know who does? God. God is always thinking good towards you. He has a purpose and a plan for you. Listen, there's something else that happened with David found in the book of um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. 
He said, how, this, is what, this is what he said, how are you going to fight this battle, David? You're so small, you're so young. How are you going to fight this battle? There's no way you could do this. But God said, I've anointed David. So, But David said to Saul, see, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Because he has defied the armies of the living God. See, the things that you had to battle with in private, God will promote you for the greatest victories in public. See, the things you had to battle with in private will promote you for the greatest victories in public. The lion was small compared to the giant. The bear was small compared to the giant. And David's heart was to protect the sheep. Now, when God was showing David the city of Israel, he was saying, you know what? This is more of a reason to fight. The sheep was one thing, but your children are another. The sheep were one thing, but your marriage is another. Come on now. The, the sheep, those sheep, God's animals, yeah, yeah, I'll protect them. But when you're talking about my family, there's another fight that comes out of me. Come on. I want to let you know this last, not last, <laughs> close to last thing. There will be people that try to put their own insecurities on you. David was preparing himself for a battle, and when he was preparing himself for a battle, Saul comes with his armor. <laughs> Saul comes with his armor, and he says, David, I know you're talking about going out here and fighting this battle, but I don't know if you're ready, David. This is what Saul's saying. You're Saul, okay? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you're ready for this, David. David comes along. <laughs> I don't know about the Yankee jersey, son. What's your name? Who are you? Say it louder. What's your purpose? Make a difference. When does that start? Right now. If that starts right now, where are you going? Wherever God wants me to go. Why? Because I'm blessed, I'm chosen, I'm anointed. That's right, son. I ask my boys this every single day. My boy Ezra, Zion, Zayden, I want you guys to scream this from the top of your lungs right now together. What's your name? Ezra, Zion, Zayden, what's your name? Who are you? All right. Listen, David had to know what he was anointed for, but the Bible says it in 1 Samuel. So, so people will try to put their insecurities on you. Then Saul, in 1 Samuel 17, verse 38 and 39, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. 
he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened his sword over the tunic, and he tried to walk around with it. Because he was not used to them, he said, I cannot go in these. He said to Saul, because I am not used to them. It didn't fit him. This wasn't made for you. So what happens is, I want to let you know that there's going to be other people that are going to try to fit you into their mold. They're going to try to say these things that you that you're carrying are for you. But number 6, take off the weights that don't belong on your shoulders. Take off the weights that don't belong on your shoulders. There's things that other people will try to put on you that don't belong to you. Like we said before, there's things that people will say about you that are not truly you. They put their own insecurities on you. They put their own concerns, their own doubts, their own frustrations. They take them off of themselves and they try to put it on you. But I want to let you know that you have an armor on you that people can't see that God has anointed over your life. Children, are you excited about Jesus? Garden family, are you excited about Jesus? Yes. Cast your cares. Give all your burdens to the Lord. And don't try to rescue the world thinking you can carry their issues and problems. Lead them to the feet of Jesus. You are not Jesus. You can't carry everyone's burdens and everyone, everyone's cares. I understand we could try to be there for them and be available. But just know that you can't do it on your own. You need the Lord. Number seven, know why you're doing what you do and who you're doing it for. Know why you're doing what you do and who you're doing it for. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, David said to the Philistines, you come against me with your sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Know what you're fighting for. Know who you're fighting for. And know whose you are. Know whose you are. Know who you belong to. While everyone else is moving back, you'll have the power, authority, and confidence to charge forward. I'm going to end with this scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 48. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. David didn't retreat. The other men were retreating. The other men were afraid. The other men were looking backwards. But David had his eyes set on God. And as he had his eyes set on God, he was able to charge forward and run towards the battle. Others might be running away, but God has anointed you and called you to run forward. This is how the battle ends, y'all. David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag. No sword, 
no shield. Taking out a stone? This is crazy. People call it the slingshot. And he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. There's a battle that God has called you to fight. That you've been ordained and anointed to win. And it's not going to come by the great um, powers from the world. It's not going to come from the witchcraft that the devil tries to bring into our generation. It's not going to come through the lies of Satan. But it's going to come through the truth of God's word and to know that he is the rock. The firm foundation. Our cornerstone. And that same stone, David was able to pick up that little pebble, that little rock. And he was able to throw it and sling it into the giant's forehead. And that's how the battle was won. No sword, no armor, no, uh, no, no spear, no sharp tool. Only the strength, the authority, and the power that was given by God. Today, children, parents, leaders in the house... I want you to know that this message is for you. There's things in your life, there's people in your life that God is calling you to lead, that God is calling you to love. But you have to know why you're fighting. You have to know why you're alive. You have to know your purpose. You have to know your calling. And when the giants of the world try to come against you, you have to know who is for you. In Jesus' name, amen.